0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe.
1: This edition of the Patriots Report is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season, everything from NFL and Bowl season to esports. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. Bet Online features live betting free contests and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable We're the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code believe that's B-L-E-A-V to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. Laguerre, I want to ask you off the top a little bit about your feelings as an ex-player when it came to what happened Monday night in Cincinnati with Damar Hamlin. We all know the story, but as a player, as someone who's been out there before, what did you think when you saw the play, saw what happened, and the reaction both in the crowd and between both teams?
0: Man, um, as a player, I've never experienced anything like that. Man, you, you never want anybody to experience anything like that. You ever want anyone to experience any, anything that having to do with an injury, you know, outside of a, any injury at all whatsoever. But, I mean, it's it's it feels better when you know that a guy can jump up and jog off the field with an ACL. Or, or it feels better when you see a guy can, you know, do whatever. You know, you can see movement or anything. That's a scary sight to see. I feel – I feel – horrible for the players and the coaches everyone that was just right there at that moment to be a part of that it uh, has to be traumatic you know um as football players um lifelong players I should say for everybody that's at this level you teach yourself and you learn how to emotionally get past injuries so where people will be like ah you know this right in the, you know so you might see guys that you're like hey, you know, I hope he's all right, you know, because we're, we're trained, we train ourselves to overcome the thought of getting hurt playing probably, you know, the most dangerous professional sport you can play. So man, I feel horrible for those people, you know, everyone involved, um, prayers out to, to to DeMar Hamlin's family and, and, you know, um, the Buffalo Bills and, you know, Cincinnati. And I know T Higgins is probably taking this really hard, um, you know, being that he was a part of the play um, firsthand. So uh, it, it's tough, man. I, I, It's hard to see. Um, it's hard to watch. Obviously, at that time, football is the last thing that you're thinking about whenever, you know, whenever something like that happens. Um, it always feels good to be able, you know, now you really have to put it in perspective. You know, it always feels good. You know, even though it sucks, um, it always feels better whenever you see a guy give a thumbs up or whenever you see, you know, some movement, you know, you you, you got to put it in perspective. You can't take that for granted now, you know, because any second, you know, things, something tragic could happen, you know, so prayers out for him and his family. It sucks.
1: How does Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs and, and the rest of the Buffalo Bills move on from this? I, I, again, as a player, you said you haven't gone through anything like this, but it, it, how, how does a team, how, how do teammates... Move past something like this. I, I understand they have to keep playing, and you, we're going to hear a lot of talk about playing and winning for Demar moving forward. But going back out there with that knowledge, that's got to be a difficult thing to do.
0: Yeah, it's hard to do. But um, uh, but if, if 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 again, if anybody is if anybody is positioned and put it in, in if there's anyone that's that's trained enough or you know put in the position to where they have to handle something like that, it'll be these guys. Um, again, you know. You you know I'm pretty sure there's guys that have seen some pretty gruesome bad injuries you know we ha- we all have you know some of them nationally televised and stuff and and um you know we we it, you you continue to play through them you know you, you just you just pre- but um this is obviously something different something never never before seen um, I'm pretty sure that was something that no one ever expected or would have known you know that it was a possibility of happening unless you were like a doctor or some some sort of doctor that you know had trauma experience or whatever. So I mean in order for these guys, you're gonna have to rally together as a family. You're gonna have to be, you're gonna have to keep your brothers, brothers close. Man, they gotta they just gotta communicate. They gotta have they gotta have a safe play a safe space for them as a team to be able to talk, whether that's the team meeting room, whether that's just the locked room, lock the doors, whether that's, a t- you know, whether that's the offense or wherever it's at, um, for them to bond and get together and just grieve and talk amongst themselves as a team and just become a stronger, close, closer-knit family. And those guys look like they're extremely close. Everybody on that team look like they're extremely close with each other. You can tell that they all hang out together and stuff like that. But um, that's going to be one of the ways that I feel like you're going to have to be try to get past this, you know, or not get past it, but, you know, get into the mindset of playing another football game you know moving forward you know you have to you have to get together and stay close and put these guys in a give them a safe place give them a safe space give them someone to talk to if someone needs to talk to someone if they don't want to talk to a teammate you know they got the team chaplain and the people like that um you know get everybody what they need what what is required for them to get in the right headspace to play another football game moving forward considering the fact that they were first-hand witnesses of this
1: as a player what would you have done in that situation? If you remember the Buffalo Bills, the Cincinnati Bengals, the stories that we're hearing really focus on the fact that the players said, look, we're not going to play. We we don't want to play. We don't want to continue this game. What What do you think you would have done if, if you were in that kind of situation?
0: There's no way possible. You can think about playing. There's no way you can, you can think about continuing that game after something like that. You're going to get a complete, you're, you're going to not, first of all, you're going to get guys that are not even in the mindset to play the football game just because you're a starter, that don't make everyone the same. So you're going to have some of these starters out on, on each team. that's like, you know, especially on the defense for Buffalo is like, damn, this just happened to our brother. You know, and we're just going to play like it's like it's like it's all good. Like it's just normal. Mm-hmm. Obviously it's not normal. You know, it's tough. It'll be tough, man. You know, to get the, to rally, to rally the troops, man, it'll be tough to get these guys together and, and go out there and, and, there's, there's just no way i don't i don't see in no scenario or instance or where they would go out there and continue to play that game um that whole five set that whole five minute delay thing that they said i don't i don't know how true how not true none of the coaches have said anything about that and as, as, as to the, to my knowledge so i'm not gonna speculate that that was the case but if that is the case i mean you know um it's extremely heartless, Mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, you're talking about a a human being here, you know, you're talking about a human, you're not talking about a football player. You're talking about like an actual human, like a man, you know what I'm saying? I know a lot of people see these guys as gladiators, um, you know, uh, superheroes, you know, no one could, no one could conquer these guys. Um, But at the end of the day, they're human, you know, anything that can happen to a normal human being that's walking around here like you and me, can happen to these guys mm-hmm. um, with an extremely at an, an extremely higher risk rate, you know, cause they're running into each other every single play. They're, they're just the best ever, you know, the best at it because that's why they stay healthy. But um, this is, it's, there's no way that you can, there's, there's just, I don't see a scenario where they, they continue to play this game. I just don't, you know, I just, I don't, I, I think it was a class act by Zach Taylor to go over to um Sean McDermott and, and, and talk to him and, and you know, discuss, Hey man, we, whatever you guys need, we're up for. I'm, I'm not, I'm not 100% what the conversation was, but I'm pretty sure um, that's probably the way that it, it couldn't have went any other way, you know? Um, and then whatever you guys need to do, we're going to do it. If You guys don't, you know, we, if we can't play this game, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't personally, you know, whatever it is. I think that, that, you know, that conversation is the reason why that game wasn't played.
1: As we sit here right now uh, on Tuesday afternoon, the NFL said there are no plans to resume Bengals bills this week, but week 18 is on as scheduled, which means we're going to see Patriots bills Sunday at one from Buffalo. Look with all the uncertainty around that right now, I think we kind of put any sort of game preview to the side this week, even though it obviously is the real world implications are, you know, it's a very serious, very important game for the Patriots. I think we put the game preview to the side. Instead, I want to switch gears a little bit and talk about Devin McCourty and Matthew Slater. You said something last week, about Slater. And I thought it was interesting, especially against the backdrop of the fact that there's some people who believe that this was their last game in Foxboro. You know, they they are going to either retire or go somewhere else. Again, what, what you talked about with Slater last week, I was struck by that. You, you said everyone in the building respects Slater. How does a player go about building that sort of currency with his teammates? Is that on the field? Is that off the field? Is it a combination of both? And how did he go about doing that in Foxboro?
0: Um, it's definitely a combination of both. Um, he's well respected, man. He's he's God fearing man. Um, I mean, you t- when you when it comes down, you're talking about like one of the you know straight and narrows. Um, he's as good as it gets. Um, my guy don't cuss. Um you know, only time you ever hear him yell is when they say, Let me get a oh yeah. <laughs> that's the only time you that's as high as you hear his voice rings. He works extremely hard every single practice every single rep, you know, he gains his respect that way as well. Also as, you know, somebody that can, he can go in there without the, without the um, special teams coordinator and hold a con, uh, uh, an entire special teams meeting off, uh, not offense, but uh punt, punt return, mm-hmm. you know, kick, kick return. He can go out there and, and I've, I've been a part of him holding his own special teams meeting um before Um He's very punctual. He's never late. He's either early. He, he, I don't think he's ever even on time. He's actually always early. Um, he's always there. I mean, by the time, you know, most people get into the building outside of probably 12, um, he, man, I mean, he's, he does, he does, he he's strictly a family guy. You don't see him go out to no clubs. You don't see him do any partying. You just see him and him and the fam and, you know, the kiddos and that's 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 all it is, man. He's a respectful guy, man. And you can he's someone that you can open up and talk to openly, in total confidence if 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 need be. Um, he's somebody that can joke and clown and, and you know do those things with you as well. Um, this is he's he's a really funny dude for someone that don't ever cuss. He's a really funny dude. Yeah, man. He's man. He's a, he's a, he's a good guy. Well respected around the league. Real, well respected in the building, the organization. Obviously, his dad. Jack, uh, mr mm-hmm. jackie slater is is obviously extremely respected around the league you know so i mean it, it, there's I, I don't i don't think there's anybody or i mean me or anyone else that'll ever have anything remotely close to negative to say about slate
1: i've covered the league for 20 plus years i don't think i've ever heard of a player running a meeting like that <laughs> the idea of a guy a position player running a special teams meeting. I, yeah, I have to imagine that, that's, that that certainly engenders a, a certain level of respect with the players and the coaching staff. Did that ever run – do you know if that ever ran counter to what Bill was putting out there? Or was it just, look, if Slate is saying it, we know it's gospel?
0: Yes. If Slate's saying it, you, you, you can take it to the bank. And it's always um, – and again, you know, <laughs> when I did do special teams, I didn't go to every meeting. You know, I I'm just like, look, whatever the return is, I just need to look at a couple pictures, make sure I know this, that, and the other. I don't need to know the, I don't need to know the the deep details on, hey, this one guy does this, this one guy does this. I need to know, you know, what, all right, they can not get to the left sixty percent of the time. Okay, the best return is whatever we put in. That that's all I really need to learn. No, um, so Joe Judge didn't make me always come to the special teams meeting. Um, and before Joe Judge, it was uh Brad Seely. Well, who?
1: Was it Sealy? Nah, uh, I know he was there. There was a guy that, off the top of my head, I don't remember. There was a guy between Sealy and Joe Judge. At least one guy between Sealy. Well, so,
0: Judge. Joe, so before Joe Judge came, before Joe Judge was the, was the special teams coordinator, it was it was it was the guy that I'm I'm thinking about right now. Glasses used to hang down. Uh, he was Scotty, Scotty O'Brien.
1: Scotty O'Brien.
0: Hold on. Was hold on. Is, was Scotty? Did Scotty turn to? Did Scotty go on to coach? No okay he retired right
1: yeah he retired
0: okay boom that's what it was yeah that's what it was and mm-hmm. Joe judge was the assistant special teams coordinator or whatever but and when Stadio that's what it was that's right <laughs> you a smart man <laughs> when Scottdio when Scottie retired they gave the job to Joe judge right because mm-hmm. he had uh I forget the craziest guy that he had there with him but um nah um Slater is is just as good as Joe judge as special teams coordinator He's a smart dude, man, and he does. And again, when he when he runs this meeting, um, it's not like, hey, guys, listen up, we we got to make da, da da It's like, all right, hey, um, it might be a coach's meeting, might run late. Slate gonna get the meeting started. Hey, y'all, come on, everybody, get up, let's let's go get it da da da. And he gonna start the meeting, and he gonna run it like he he's he can he a, he a coach guy. He can he can probably get in this league and become a special teams coordinator. And I don't know how. I mean, I never really see him ever run offense. But (laughs) he's listening as a wide receiver, though.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Every year for about a decade or so, there would be the annual Matthew Slater deep ball where he would, it's just, and he would be split wide and Tom would just say, you know, go deep and he would try and draw a PI or whatever the case may be. I, I have two thoughts. First of all, I still think there's a great 30 for 30 out there to be done on Slater and Edelman were roommates. Edelman, I think Edelman's rookie year. And they talk about living together. You want to talk about an odd couple, Edelman <laughs> and Slater living in the same house. I can't even begin to imagine what that story must have been like. They've told oh some God. stories off the record about how Edelman would leave his crap everywhere and Slate would have to you know, go pick it up. And stuff. The other question, though, I had is, do you think he could become a coach? Do you think he could become a guy who could get into that? Because you have to have a special, as you you know, you're going through now, even in coaching, you have to have kind of a special DNA to be a coach. Yes, even in the NFL, you know, it, it, <laughs> at any level, you have to really love the game. And he strikes me as the kind of guy who has that love of the game, whether it's been passed down from his, you know, from his father, or just the fact he's been in the league for what more than a dozen years now. He strikes me as a guy who would be a good coach.
0: Yeah, he'd be a great coach. Um, again, he—I don't think he's going to be—I don't think he's going to be that screaming and yelling guy. Um, he's going to be a, a more so a, a calm, cool, collected dude. He's going to tell you what you did wrong. He's going to tell you what you need to do better. You know, he might he might double as a team chaplain. You know, (laughs) Slater, a man of many talents. Uh, So, um, but yeah, no, man, I I could see I could definitely see Slater being a coach, and I could definitely see him see it coming to him extremely easy. All
1: right, I want to ask you the same question about Dev, and I want to start this conversation specific to Dev by going back to when he was drafted in 2010, and I publicly put on Twitter that I thought it was a bad pick. And Dev has never let me forget that over the last 12 years or so. Um, (laughs) He is a guy who I think, and we've talked about this before, I think he's going to go down as one of Bill Belichick's favorite players. Maybe not one of his best players, but maybe one of his favorite players because he really is, and Bill talked about this after the game, he's like a coach on the field. He just, he knows, he knows where he needs to be all the time, at least from the outside, where he needs to be all the time. He always says the right thing. He always does the right thing. He's played multiple positions Give me the same sort of background here on Dev as you did with Slater in terms of the respect that he engenders within that building.
0: Man, the respect level for Dev. First of all, he's a first round draft pick. Obviously, he come in with the respect. You know, um, first round draft pick. Then he becomes an All Pro corner as a rookie, right? Right then and there. I mean, obviously, he's a he's my class. I'm pretty sure. So obviously, you know, right then and there, the respect is. It's it's out there. Mm -hmm. Um, And ever since then, he's just been building and building on it. Um, As far as becoming a leader as he got older, um, moving and transitioning into uh, free safety. Dev, I've I've never actually heard Dev answer one of Bill's questions wrong whenever he hits with surprise questions the next week um, on the team that you're going to be playing that week. Mm -hmm. He always hit towards the – hey, uh, so uh, LG, who is the defensive coordinator – you know, for this team, yada, 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 you know, and I, you know, I might say the D'Amico Ryans or whatever, you know, and, and whatever, it might be right. It might be wrong. Um, I've never heard Dev get one of those questions wrong. And matter of fact, I actually, I don't think I've heard him get asked a lot because of the fact that Bill knows he won't get him wrong. Um, <laughs> I've been asked a bunch of times, man. I start kind of weird now I kind of think about it, but uh, yeah, no, nah, Dev was a, Dev was a man. Dev is a, great dude man great leader on and off the field obviously he does all of his charity events um he has a lot of charities i think one of his charities is sickle cell he 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 holds that pretty close him and his brother hold that pretty close to their heart um and they take it very seriously um they're not one they're not he's not one to do anything for for the cameras or for you know everything a lot of the things that he does is really behind the scenes um that he doesn't really talk about a lot, doesn't get talked about a lot unless obviously the New England Patriots cover it or something that has to do with the organization. You know, he's really well respected in the locker room. So many guys that have gotten so many guys that have gotten drafted defensive wise have um uh, have said, you know, they've looked to him as a mentor and as someone that they should model their game after and and monitor them being a professional and their professionalism after dev. He works hard. You know, he grinds hard. He's not one of those veterans that mispractice. He go out there every day um, and try to perfect his craft. Um, that's that's that says a lot to that says a lot to his character and 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 what he does and what he brings to the table because I've seen veterans that don't practice all week and go play. You know what I'm saying? I've seen guys that don't practice but only on a Friday, you know, and go play on Sunday. Um so you know that's that's a lot of respect to him. Um, keeping his body healthy, uh, being able to do it for such a long time at such a high level. And I do think he goes down as one of Bill's favorite players. And I think he goes down as one of the best players in Patriots history.
1: I think that you can make an argument for Slater as a pro football Hall of Famer, especially if Steve Tasker gets in. I think those guys are comparable. Uh, You know, I know that there's not a lot of love for for the special teamers when it comes to a a place in Canton, but I think you can make a case for him. I also think you can make a case, as you just said, that you know, you can make a case for Dev as a Patriots Hall of Famer. He was a yeah. guy who, that that one of those singular threads from 2010, the second wave of that dynasty, he, for me, is one of the absolute foundational elements of that team. And again, it started yeah. with that 2010 draft with him and Gronk and Spikes and, you know, being able to kind of, you know, ascend through those, you know, 14, 16, 18, those championship teams. Um, right. How do you How do you go about replacing that level of character that level of leadership in the locker room, if those two guys are indeed done as players in Foxborough,
0: man, I'm gonna I'm gonna say, um, there Slater is Slater is gonna be extremely hard to replace. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're talking about a guy that that go again that goes out there every day, don't miss no practices, only to only to do you know punt punt return, kickoff kick return. And, you know, put on a yellow or red jersey for the scout team and be their fastest player or receiver or whatever the case is, you know, uh, again, it's so much it's so much that he does for the team um, and just and, and, and just for him to be acknowledged as a Patriots Hall of Famer, obviously that has to be going that has to go without being said. And um, you know, um, even a Hall of Famer in the, in, the, in the NFL Hall of Famer, you know, that has to be up for consideration. It absolutely has to be. And and for Dev, I mean, man, I don't know, man, how many Pro Bowls has he been to?
1: Is um, it, it, at least three or four, four yeah. or five? I mean, I know he's like you said. I mean, I know he's an All Pro. I all the thing pros, that stands out for me is
0: safety and All Pro. Uh,
1: that's the thing for me that stands out that I don't think we're talking enough about the fact that he made that move from corner to safety. And look, you look at some of the guys who've done it over their careers. You know, Rod Woodson, yeah, you know, got really talented guys yeah, and continued to play very hard. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You yeah, know,
0: I, I, I think Dev has a case. Mm-hmm. I really think he has a case because I can, I can, I mean, you can go into the Hall of Fame and look. I mean, again. Some of the things that these that these guys are in, I mean, some guys are in the Hall of Fame from freaking the 1960s. And, you know, obviously, rightfully so, I am not disrespecting anyone in that. I'm not in the Hall of Fame. I don't think I'm going to get in. I don't disrespect anybody in it. But guys of nowadays, today, 2000s, 90s, whatever you want to call it, are are playing at an extremely higher level than back then. I don't know if I look I don't know if you separated hey this is the Hall of Fame from the from the 40s to the 2000s or whatever from the 40s to the 80s or whatever just to distinguish the difference in the in the play mm-hmm. you know maybe that's maybe maybe the Hall of Fame should probably consider doing something like that you know what I'm saying because obviously the guys with leather helmets are different from these guys that have freaking technology built into the helmet where you can talk to the coach it tells you how many miles per hour you're running like all these different things, you know, that that plays a, a factor in it. And do I think, you know, do I think Dev would be able to play in any era as a safety? 100%.
1: Yeah. And that's, for me, that, that's a great way to put it. The fact, And that's one of the things I've been lucky enough to be on the Patriots Hall of Fame committee. And one of the measuring sticks is to be able to say, okay, look, can this guy, could this guy play in the 60s? Could right. he have been successful in the 70s, 80s, 90s? Right. And I think Dev's game is unique in that it translates, you know, it, it, it translate errors. It, it translates errors because he's such a smart player and has such versatility and his ability to do a number of different things as well as be a classic leader, I think really
0: allows. He's a kick returner as well. Yeah. He. he Dev Dev is, uh, his career is really underestimated, you know, um, it is re- very underestimated, you know, because there's a lot of guys that get talked about a lot more than he does as a safety or, you know, whatever you want to call him, uh, corner or whatever, hybrid, I don't know what you want to call him, but he, he, I mean, quote, unquote, he's a safety now, whatever. There's a lot of safeties and guys that get talked about that has not accomplished the things that he's accomplished. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of guys that that get that, that get to where that medal, you know, that, that, that badge of honor, you know, that hasn't done the things that he's done, hasn't won at the level he's won at, hasn't made the plays he's made, hasn't won the championships, Considering, you know, considering the fact that he is still out there running, you know, probably a four 440 at, what, 35 years old?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, he he's still, Dev's still running 19, 20 miles an hour. So the game hasn't left him behind as in that aspect. And for him to be a safety, that's really all you need. Once you start slowing down as a defender and you can't catch people or you can't run with these younger guys, well, you slowly start. Falling in the background, mm-hmm. they're going to go to probably any team that he goes – if he decides to continue to play and he leaves New England, whatever team he goes to, he's going to be an immediate plug-in starter.
1: I'll just break my heart, though. You know, man, That'd after seeing him, That'd it be really best. would. It would. And look, as a media member, you're not supposed to root for, you know, guys and you're supposed to stay impartial. But, but what right. those two guys have done for this franchise over the last – dozen years it's absolutely immeasurable they're, they're two okay. really special players and they're two special individuals and to see them next year in i don't know a titans uniform or a rams uniform or something it would just take right. a little
0: Hopefully. bit out of you all yeah. right well vegas
1: yeah exactly yeah you know if you if you went to play for patrick graham you know if if matt went out to you know the rams following his father's footsteps i, I right. would understand it but it's just like oh it would be yeah. it, it would oh, be yeah. it'll, it'll, be, sting. it'll be tough to see.
0: It'll sting. Yeah. And, uh, but 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 as, as far as replacing them, oh, I'm I'm gonna be real with you. I don't know if you're gonna be able to replace maybe years in between each other or years after, but mm-hmm. you ain't gonna be able to have that on the team at the same time again.
1: Yeah. You can yeah. you can have guys there are guys in that locker room now that I understand. You know, fellas like Adrian Phillips. A Kyle Duggar is growing into a leadership role, yeah. but it, it's very unique to have two guys like that with that level of stature that cut across, you know, respected by guys on offense and defense. Yeah. Now that's one of the things that stood out for me. I remember talking to, you know, guys about like Kevin Falk, your junior Seau, when those mm-hmm. guys were there, they would get the respect from the offense and the defense. Right. The other 52 guys in the locker room, would show them respect and a lot of guys, you know this i mean offensive guys stay with offensive guys defensive guys stay with defensive guys and you know it is yeah. what it is but but those two guys and, and i think that dev and slate are those two types of guys that engender respect from all corners of the locker room regardless of what position you play
0: right right 100 percent, man and i um yeah they they that you hit it right on the button man they they garnered that kind of respect but I do think that they've had a couple of guys um, over the last few years that they've been able to have up under their wing to where, you know, again, you ain't going to get the same exact thing, um, but you will be able to get, you know, some form of it. If that makes sense, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and and then, you know, obviously it's up to Bill or something that player to want to build themselves and mold themselves into that kind of person or that kind of leader, knowing that the dedication and the, and, and, and everything that it takes to become that, that person, um knowing that everything that you got to do to go into that respect of your peers of the organization of the coaches, you know it takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of time and I don't know that you know that's why these guys separate themselves from the rest of the group because they're willing to do that they're willing to put in that time they're really they're willing to dedicate whatever it takes to dedicate to be a vital part of 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 something special you know and and just be remembered um in this in this organization and in this league.
1: All right, got a couple minutes left. I, I want to run a few names past you here. And I know a couple weeks ago, you brought up the name Eric the Enemy as a potential OC in New England. I don't think that that Kansas City would ever let him walk for what is basically a lateral job, but I do have some other candidates for you. Be, you know, this is, you know, given their association with Bill, their association with the franchise, their availability right now, I want to get your take on these real quick. First of all, Bill O'Brien, his contract ran out in Alabama he said he has not had any sort of contact with the Patriots over the last year or so. What do you think about bringing him back?
0: This ain't Alabama. You know, I, I like Billy O. I like Billy O. Um, you know, this, this this ain't Bama, though, you know, and look at the – again, man, just look at the receiving weapons that Alabama has. Mm-hmm. You know, they're – I'm not hating on nobody, but they're just as good as what we have in New England right now. They're just as good. mm mm-hmm. You know, um, you know these guys. These these guys are are going to be phenomenal. Um, you know, obviously Jacoby is a really, really uh, reliable guy. Um, over the years, he's been really reliable. You know, Devontae Kelly. Those guys are pretty decent, man. But you know, you, you're not going to get the same thing because, um, obviously, Alabama every week they're going to play against corners that are not going to be able to guard these guys across the board. But in the league, you're going to play against corners that's going to be able to guard these guys you know um so these deep shots that alabama take and all these 400 yards passing and things like that is going to be it's going to be difficult but i do like billy o though i do like billy i like billy o even even i mean even i got there when josh was there but even before Mm -hmm. i like billy o as an oc
1: how about chad o'shea chatty yeah
0: you your wide receiver coach yeah Uh, i like what listen Where I'm gonna where I'm gonna say this in in Chatty O's in Chatty O's corner, I've never seen a player not like him. Uh, any any question that I've asked him, he's been able to answer. And he's a wide receiver coach, um, so he obviously knows what he's talking about. I like Chatty, man. I I, I like Chatty. That's my guy. I like Chatty. He's a funny so, dude. So if
1: if they could if they could get him back, and they can't get let's say they can't get Bill, and they're still looking for an OC, and he would strike me as a kind of guy who might be ready for that job.
0: Yeah. Nah, I think, yeah, chaddy has been around for a while. And he knows how things are running in, in New England. You know, both of those guys know how things are running in New England. But uh, chaddy has been around for a while. I think is an offensive mind. Um, he's a really smart dude. Billy, you know, Billy O's an offensive mind. He's a smart dude, too. And he's been a coordinator before. Chaddy O hasn't. Um, I think that's where the advantage lies is because he's done it before. Hey man, hey, nothing wrong with getting 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 a fresh brand and a guy a new guy out there because shoot, look look what look at what it's done for a lot of other teams. Mm. You know they're getting they're getting new head coaches, offensive minded, of course. And um, man, this has become an offensive league at this point. You know it is a very offensive driven league now. I mean the high scoring offense is with the Bengals, Zach Taylor, um, Sean McDermott with the Bills. Shoot, you even got a. You even got a day bowl over there, and with with New York putting up points. Mm-hmm. That's you know, your guy. That's my guy. You know, so it's <laughs> it's you know these young guys are coming in, they're filling their team with offensive power, and they're you know they're they're basically saying, look, outgun gunners, that's how you win. Mm-hmm. And then you still have the teams that are going to still play solid defense. You know, it's still got the teams that are going to be like, you know what, defense wins championships. <laughs> so, you know. Eventually, eventually, that 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 saying is going to slowly go away.
1: I got one. New, I got one more name for you before we wrap up here. One more name, a wild card who may be in trouble as a head coach, does have kind of a tenuous connection to New England. Cliff Kingsbury.
0: Ooh. Okay.
1: If he's fired in Arizona,
0: I, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say I'm not a big fan of Cliff Kingsbury, but. Um, what he's done with the with the Cardinals uh, before this year mm-hmm. uh, was pretty decent, you know. I mean, they just they always they always let it go at the end. I don't think we need that anymore, you know. They they always I think last year maybe the year before they started out with only you know two losses in like eight or nine weeks for the mm-hmm. last two years in a row. Besides this year, the couple mm-hmm. years prior they started out and then they dropped. They have home field advantage, and they dropped like the last five or six or seven games or whatever. Yeah, they struggled five, down the stretch. They struggled down the stretch, and now you know now their last game, all their starters playing, and they're trying to fight for a spot. You know, so it's it's like I don't want to bring that kind of energy over to New England. And gotcha. even though it's not my decision to make, I'm making that decision.
1: Gotcha. You know? <laughs> you. So, <laughs> so we're gonna go with one of the one of the two, Bill O'Brien or Chad O'Shea, O or Chadio,
0: Billio or Chadio.
1: I like it. All right, LG, thank you so much for your time, LG my friend.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, can bring, I can bring my offense out there. They're just going to have to wait for my players for about 10 years.
1: <laughs> hey, but before we sign off, let people see your shirt.
0: Hey, man, y'all see me?
1: I want you to do your job. Not you Uncle Sam, me, but Uncle Bill. There you go.
0: Uncle yep. Bill. Not <laughs> Uncle Sam, Uncle Bill. I want you to do your job. New England going to the playoffs, Henry. New England, we're going to the playoffs. Now, what we do there, I don't know, but we're going to.
1: I love it, LG. Thank you so much for your time, my friend. We'll talk again next week.
0: I appreciate it, Chris. Always a pleasure.
1: Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. I want to remind you one more time that this edition of the Patriots Report has been brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from NFL and bowl season to esports. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. We're the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. Head to BetOnline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code Believe. That's B L E A V to receive your rewards. Bet Online, where the game starts.
0: Thank you for listening to Believe.